Hey folks, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you've been listening to the Whitfield Report for a while and you're starting to think to yourself, hey, you know what? I could do this podcast thing, but where the hell do I start? Well, folks, I've had a lot of friends ask me that in the last few weeks, and I'm here to tell you all that Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. This means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. You're damn right that's what I'm doing. And what I like about Anchor is that whether you're a novice or an expert, it's incredibly easy to use. They have uh, great tools that you can use to record and edit your podcast if you're a novice just starting out. Or if you're like me and you're an old pro at this, you can bring your own tools and record your audio and then upload the files yourselves. Whichever way you podcast, it's extremely easy to use Anchor, and I highly recommend them. So get started today by going to anchor.fm forward slash start. And I can't wait to hear your podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Now go out there and make some podcasts. Hey folks, welcome to this uh, special Monday edition of the Whitfield Report. I'm your host, Sam Whitfield, recording from NGC Studios here in South Florida very early in the morning um, and whatnot. I usually don't do a show on Mondays, folks. In fact, I don't think I've done a Monday show... uh, I've never done a Monday show for the Whitfield Report. I think the last time I did a podcast on Monday was for the Whitfield analysis uh, a long-ass time ago. I'm not going to try and remember exactly when because that would be going back really far. Uh, In fact, maybe the last time I did a Monday show was back when I was on JFN feeling in for uh, Jason Vealy because I know that he used to do shows on Mondays, but uh, anyway, I digress. Shout out to Jason and shout out to the On Tap guys, as always. Uh, shout out to Matt Dallas as well, who we, who will be joining me uh, later this week on the podcast, probably on Thursday at some point, uh, to discuss uh, a new project that he's working on and a new project that I will be working on uh, with him. And uh, I'm very excited about that, so, um, but anyway, folks, uh, the reason why, uh, I'm doing a show on Monday is because there was no show on Saturday, as most of you probably, uh, know, either because you tune into the YouTube, uh, you know, 
you check the YouTube channel and you saw my video announcement, or uh, some of you guys saw that there was no podcast, uh, you know, for Saturday that was released yesterday. Usually I record the, you know, I take the live stream from Saturday and I put that on the auto feed on Sunday, but a few of you guys messaged me and, you know, DM'd me on Twitter and, you know, asked, where is the new episode? Well, um, folks, long story short, uh, my guest, Jimmy from, uh, great, from Great Britain, I've been promoting this guy for a while and he really does do great, uh, content. Um, long story short, his internet crapped out, um, on Saturday. So, I'm on the east coast of the United States, right? I'm in the eastern time zone. Uh, England is five hours five hours ahead of us, right? So, I was going to do the show at 5 p.m. Eastern, uh, you know, which is my time. He was going to do the show at uh, 10 p.m., his time, you know, we were going to shoot the shit for a while, you know, I was going to ask him about his channel and, uh, you know, what he does, and then I was going to dive into, like, you know, who he is as a person, you know, like, what he, what he's interested in, like, outside of politics, stuff like that, you know, the usual stuff that I've done in interviews, like, over the past, you know, year, kind of, um, So we were we were set to go, and then his internet, uh, I guess, went out. I found this out later, you know, after the fact. I found this out, uh, you know, on Sunday uh, when I did get a hold of him. His internet went out, and uh, because of that, he had no way really to get a hold of anyone, you know, here in the in the U.S., you know. And, uh, you know, I'm not the only one that he knows here in the States either. But, you know, he couldn't call me. Like, he has my number, but he couldn't call me because of international rates. And, you know, obviously he doesn't want, you know, to pay that. And he doesn't want me to pay that on my end. So, uh, you know, long story short, we just weren't able to make contact because of that. And, uh, you know, because of technical difficulties, uh, which has happened before, you know, in, in the past where, uh, I just haven't been able to be able to do a show because of technical difficulties. And, uh, you know, that happened for Jimmy. And honestly, I didn't have any backup material like whatsoever in the, in the queue. And then, uh, you know, all of my usual standing guests were, were busy. So, Honestly, rather than try and like, you know, cobble together like a mediocre show, I just figured that I would skip, uh, you know, Saturday's show and kind of take the night off, which was actually nice for me for a change. And, uh, you know, then work on my review for uh, El Camino. The uh, Breaking Bad movie, which is what we're going to talk about today, actually, ladies and gentlemen. 
I was going to do this podcast for you guys as like a bonus podcast anyway, probably like on uh, Tuesday, but I, uh, you know, I want to get this out to you now since, uh, you know, you guys didn't have the Saturday show. Um, so anyway, for, for those of you who, uh, you know, may or may not be aware and, you know, if you're living in 2019, you know, you probably know by now, uh, Netflix, uh, just came out with Breaking, with, uh, El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie, uh, so it's the sequel to the Breaking Bad television show with Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul, right? And um, I the series ended like in 2013, and you know now it's like seven years later. They're basically uh, you know kind of con- wrapping up kind of some loose threads. So uh, anyway. Breaking Bad is is a phenomenal series, um, but I'm going to be focusing on El Camino. So, uh, you know, quick heads up, I guess this would be uh, the point in the podcast that you would, uh, you know, you know, if you haven't, if you haven't seen Breaking Bad, well, then, uh, you know, what are you doing with your life in 2019? How have you not seen one of the greatest, if not the greatest, TV show of the last decade? Uh, you know, where are you? If you haven't seen Breaking Bad, you know, please do yourself a favor and just go watch that series. I may, I may do like a Breaking Bad uh, you know, critique slash review at some point too, just in general. But, you know, please, if you haven't seen Breaking Bad, go watch that first for sure. Uh, you know, and I'll be spoiling things from Breaking, Breaking Bad too. So if, if you haven't watched Breaking Bad, you might want to skip this podcast. Uh, and if you've seen Breaking Bad, but, but you haven't seen El Camino, yeah, please watch uh, El Camino first because uh, this will be a spoiler-filled uh, podcast. Or you could be in that like third category of person, you know, where you're like me. You like movie re- review podcasts, and you don't give a fuck if they're spoiled, right? Uh, you know, you could be that third person, but just be warned. If you haven't, you know, if you haven't seen either of these or anything like that, don't, don't get mad at me when you're, you know, when I either spoil something for you or you're like completely lost as to what is going on. Okay. Okay, bucko. Okay. We've got that all cleared up. So, uh, you know, you might want to pause now and, uh. Basically, by hearing that tone right there, we uh, are now in spoiler territory, ladies and gentlemen. So, where to even begin with this uh, 
movie. There's a lot to unpack here. Uh, pretty much, I like. The, first off, this movie. This this movie did some things that surprised me, but surprised me in a really good way. Like they 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 felt right. Um, Overall, I will just say this to start off. I really liked this mo this movie. Um, I, in some ways, it exceeded my expectation. In other ways, it met my expectation, and uh, you know, like I wasn't, I wasn't blown away by how good it was. But I was just like, yeah, this is what we deserved. And this is what we needed. I'm happy. Do you guys, and I hope that makes sense to like some, some of you guys. We're like, I wasn't blown away, but I was just incredibly satisfied with this movie overall. Uh, you know, it wasn't perfect, and I'll cover that, you know, too. But we'll, uh, you know, we'll get to all that. Uh, the fact that, you know, they it starts off with that flashback of, uh, you know, Mike and uh, Jesse talking about, you know, where Jesse asked Mike where it would go to to start over if he were young. Mike basically says Alaska, you know, there, there were references like throughout the series, uh, as you know, well, that like, you know, Jesse wanted to go maybe to Alaska with Jane at some point, like Alaska was referenced a few times. And, uh, you know, I'm glad that they kind of took that, they, they picked that thread up. Uh, Vince Gilligan did and, you know, kind of like ran with it, but didn't, you know, like bludgeon us with either, you know, so that was the first flashback. Then they pretty much, uh, pick up right where the series finale left off. We see Jesse fleeing the compound it literally picks up right if 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 my fellow breaking bad fans remember you know the finale uh Jesse flees in the El Camino we see him like you know laughing and simultaneously like screaming then it cuts off that's the last time we see him Walt goes into the compound finds the meth lab you know, basically, like, touches it, you know, succumbs to his injuries, collapses, and dies, and we hear uh, Baby Blue, and arguably one of the greatest, you know, TV series finales. So, it was awesome that this movie basically, like, picked up right where that last shot of Jesse 
what I what I particularly like about this film is like multiple multiple times we kind of see the fallout. We see the fallout of like what Walter White slash Heisenberg's impact was in the sense that like you know Walter White and Heisenberg is dead but just because he's dead like you know Walter left like a whole bunch of shit still fucked up you know like yeah he did kind of redeem himself in the end but but, you know like we know that as the audience but like the rest of the world and the rest of the country like you know shit is still really fucked up you know, in, like, in New Mexico. So, we see Jesse, like, flinging the El Camino. We see all those cop cars, you know, like, coming towards the compound. You know, it's like a huge, it's like, it's like a small army, basically. We see uh, Badger and Skinny Pete, they're, you know, they're playing video games they're doing their thing. The other thing I like too is um, this is kind of a side note. I like that they didn't try to like make this film like 2019 ish. I kind of like that they, you know, that they kept it in, uh, you know, like mid 2000s, like, you know, like. 2010-ish, maybe, um, which is kind of when the Breaking Bad storyline takes place. I like that they kept the timeline consistent. So, like, there wasn't a PS... I don't think there was, like, a PS4, like, an iPhone 6, you know, or, any, or anything that is, like, super 2019. I like that they kept the timeline, you know, pretty, like, consistent, even with things like, you know, Badger and Skinny Pete. Um, let's see. Uh, I like the fact that they didn't overuse Badger and Skinny Pete either, right? We see them in the beginning, you know, we kind of get like re-familiarized. They have a couple good comedic moments. We then see how they basically helped Jesse out uh, of his, you know, jam a bit. They help get him cleaned up. They give him a place to stay for like a day, uh, you know, give him a shower. They, You really see how like, you know, despite them being like drug addicts and kind of dregs of society, they do have... Arts, they do genuinely care about Jesse, you know, and and they have they have his back. Uh, that that scene where uh, you know Jesse asks like Skinny Pete why he's helping him, and he says, "You're my hero, man." Like that, that's really touching. I think that you know that's beautiful. Um, you know, so I'm glad that we got. I'm glad that Skinny Pete and Badger showed up. I'm glad that they weren't like... 
I'm glad that they didn't, they didn't show up like throughout the entire movie. Uh, that was one thing I was afraid that they were going to do was kind of have it be like, you know, Jesse and, you know, Badger and Skinny Heat like all teaming up and like, you know, like I like that. I was kind of afraid that they were going to do that. And I'm glad that then uh, Skinny Pete and Badger, I felt were there for the right amount of time. Um, they helped Jesse like start on his journey towards, uh, I don't really know if redemption. It, well, I mean, yeah, I guess in a sense, redemption would be the right word. But, um, yeah, they, they had, you know, they had a good chunk of the story, but, you know, they served their purpose and they weren't overused. So I'm, I'm really glad about that. Um, the, the flashbacks with, uh, Todd and, uh, Jesse kind of filling in that arena um i mean honestly the fact that they were able to use that to like help set up you know jesse's narrative of like needing the money and whatnot like i felt that was good i also felt like it was good um I mean, it made Todd's death in Breaking Bad, like, that much more satisfying that we really got to see, like, what a true psycho, you know, Todd really is. Um, so that was satisfying. At the same time, that is kind of one of my criticisms of the movie. I do feel like they spent a little too much time with, uh, you know, with uh, Jesse and Todd. Um, you know, especially since we know, like, what Todd's ending is, right? Again, it makes, you know, Todd's death at the hand, hands of Jesse more satisfying. But, you know, because we know the ending, like, I, I didn't really feel like there was any need to, like, really spend as much time as we did with Todd, even in flashbacks. Um... But, I mean, I, I do think in a way those serve their purpose. And, and I will say this, too. Uh, hats off to, to Jesse Plemons, who plays Todd. I mean, that guy, I've seen him in a few things now, and he has an incredible range of acting. He, he really he uh, played the guy in, uh, or he played the kid, one of the kids in Friday Night Lights. He actually seems to be a very nice guy. Uh, in real life, Jesse Plemons does like, you know, you never anything hear anything bad. I mean, yet you know, he got picked to you know play like one of the worst, most you know sycophantic and most evil guys ever. Um, you know, so props off to him as as so props to him as an actor. He did a great job. Um, you know, also kind of going on with the whole. Uh, Todd slash neo-Nazi thing. They did show uh, parts throughout the movie where, like, Jesse was being 
tortured and, and abused by the neo-Nazis. Uh, they alluded in some of the press leading up to the movie that, that, that they were going to show this. Um, the one thing that I was kind of afraid of was that they were going to harp on it a lot and that they were also going to make like really gratuitous, you know, too. And I liked that they, they definitely showed that it took place, but they weren't like gratuitous about how they showed it. Like you could really tell that Jesse got fucked up majorly when he was with the uh you know with the neo-nazi nazis with jack and his gang but it wasn't like gratuitous like in your face like you got the point of how horrible it was but it wasn't too much i i know some directors that probably would have you know gone to the level of showing it and like being really gratuitous with it and i i know that vince gilligan like in the in the case of Face Off, like he's not he's not afraid to show gratuitous stuff when necessary. Like he's not screamish, but at the same time, he also knows when to you know put things in or leave things out, you know, and really let the audience you know kind of imagine things for themselves. And he did a really good job of that in this movie. Uh, you know, so once again, props to Vince Gilligan. Um, so the, the, the thing, the, the thing with the, uh, apartment, uh, sequence with Jesse trying to find the money, um, that was great. Uh, him telling the apartment was kind of like a homage, I guess, to like, the cooking scenes that, you know, Jesse and Walt did in Breaking Bad. Um, that was really good. I I wasn't really sure where they were going to go with that, but they pulled that scene off, really that whole series of scenes off really well, I felt. Um, so... And just also, the cinematography as a whole in this movie is really good. It's outstanding. Like, I know that Netflix is really killing it in terms of, like, you know, production quality. Like, they did a fantastic job with Daredevil and The Punisher, right? I've praised those two, you know, series multiple times. Like, even Sai was kind of, like... Uh, this is a Netflix movie. It's going to be. It's going to be good, but like this was like cinematic, you know, like movie theater, good cinematog cinematography. That was in El Camino, and that in the apartment scene, I really felt really showed that off. As did you know the scene in the desert. Basically, every shot was really good. Um, so. Then, the whole plot with Ed, you know, the vacuum salesman guy. Uh, and by the way, uh, rest in peace, Robert Forrester, great actor. Uh, they, paid a, they paid a few great homages to Jackie Brown, uh, you know, 
which is arguably his most famous movie, like in recent years. Uh, you know, they paid some good, uh, you know, kind of homages to uh, Jackie Brown in this movie, with you know, which again was a Robert Forrester movie, kind of you know, with his demeanor and just kind of how he acted, some of the interactions with with Jesse. I really felt like. He did a really good job, once again, playing Ed, you know, in the series. And, uh, you know, like, I'm glad that he didn't just roll over and, you know, like, take Jesse's money. I'm glad that he put, like, that he put up a challenge. But I'm glad that that kind of also became the, uh, you know, the... uh, you know, kind of goal for Jesse to get that additional, uh, you know, I guess $18,000 or, or, you know, or whatever he needed, uh, you know, to get uh, the guy to help him, right? I felt like that was a really good plot point. Okay, so kind of switching gears now, uh let me move on to criticisms a bit. And this really isn't so much of a criticism as much as it is like they could have maybe done better or something. Or maybe I'm just, maybe it's been so long since I've seen Breaking Bad, which by the way, I watched Breaking the last time I, I watched Breaking Bad, like, the whole way through was, like, a year and a half ago. So, it hasn't been that long. But, even so, I felt like the whole setup with the uh, welding guys, while it was interesting... I don't remember them from Breaking Bad uh, as villains. Like I don't, I don't remember them as Breaking Bad villains, right? And uh, I, I didn't look this, I, I didn't look this up, but like, um, I, I, I can't remember whether or not they were in Breaking Bad or not, um. So the fact that, like, the one guy after, you know, Jesse leaves Todd's apartment and, you know, he recognizes that guy and the guy's like, I was wondering how long it was going to take you to recognize me. I was... I was watching with my, my parents and, like, we, we've seen Breaking Bad. And we, we paused the movie, like, none of us could remember where that guy, you know, if that guy was in Breaking Bad and we, we looked it up and we, we couldn't find anything. So that plot device, I kind of felt like... I understand why they had to, why they did that, because obviously I don't think it would have been good to, like, bring Gus back from the dead or anything like that. Like, I get, I get the choice that they made... I just felt like they could have maybe explained it better. 
a bit, I, I do kind of feel like the villains in this movie, so to speak, were kind of weak. That's my criticism of the movie, right? Um, they spend, a, you know, they spend like a whole lot of time on this, on, you know, on this group of welders, right? These, you know, crooked, like, criminal welders that, that built the cage. Like, I get it, they're evil, they're evil dudes, but they're not the main baddies. In my opinion, at least. Um, I think it would have been cooler if maybe Jesse had to face off, like, against, you know, against, like, more bikers, you know, from, like, Jack's biker gang, like, you know, obviously it seems to me like Jack might have, might have been, like, part of the, the Hell's Angels or, like, definitely part of, like, a bigger network, right? And so, like, maybe that would have been, like, a better thing, um, to, like, have the, the villains be bikers or something like that, um, but that that would have just been my choice, right? Um, I mean the 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 fight the fight scene like the like the 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 stand off that was cool. Um, what what they did again? I just felt like they could have done better with the villains, basically. So that's my biggest, uh, I guess, critique. You know, kind of like criticism. Uh, my other criticism, I guess, and it's a very small one, uh, two things. One I would have at least liked to have seen, maybe like a, a you know, a, like maybe even, even like a brief cameo of, um, you know, Walter Jr. and Skylar. Like, I know that there are a lot of Breaking Bad fans that for some reason hate those two characters. I don't know why. I don't know why. I get that Skylar kind of had a bitchy series, but like, kind of had like a bitchy personality. But like, even so, by the end of the series, you do feel sorry for. Her. I would have at least liked to have seen how the White family has to deal with the aftermath, you know, of Walter's, you know, fuck up basically as Heisenberg, right? I would have at least liked to have seen a cameo of that. I think, I don't think it would have taken away from anything. Uh, you know, even though it's Jesse's story, like, I just feel like they could have maybe put that in there somewhere. Um, you know, and then, like, I, f I felt like the whole thing with Jesse's parents, um... I get that they use that as like a plot point for Jesse to get to get, you know, guns and whatnot. But but I almost feel like that whole part with Jesse's parents, you know, like on the news, that could have been the, you know, cameo from like Walter, Junior and Skylar or something like that. So I don't know. That's you know, that's like my, you know, minor complaint I guess so you know the villains and then you know some weird cameos but that's that's about it 
Uh, now, the um, the part that a lot of people. Oh, uh, one more crit quick uh, critique too. Um, I was a bit disappointed that they didn't end up using the interrogation room scene um, with Skinny Pete that they showed in the trailer, right? Like, that was the first trailer for El Camino when we basically got, like, the announcement. I would have liked to have seen that, like, that scene played out in the movie and maybe developed, like, a little bit, kind of like, you know, again, falling upon the aftermath of the, of the fallout, you know, of, like, a post-Heisenberg New Mexico, right? That would have been cool. I feel like they could have included that scene in there and maybe, like, add a little more, a little more to that, um, right? So those are all my criti those are all my criticisms. It's, again, uh, not that many. So, uh, and whatnot. Now, this is the uh, this is the part of the review that I bet a lot of you have been waiting for. Um, you know, a lot of people. I assume I haven't listened to too many other podcasts. But I'm assuming this week, once the movie review podcasts get released, I'm assuming that this is going to be like a big talking point, right? Uh, Walter White and the, uh, you know, Brian Cranston. We, we, we got Walt and Jesse together for one scene, right? And I know that there are some people, I, I saw on Twitter that they were, I saw some people on Twitter who were, who were like unhappy that we didn't see more of Walt in this movie. But honestly, I felt that that scene uh, you know, with Walt and Jesse, I felt like that scene was perfect. And uh I I haven't read too much, but I don't know if that I don't actually know if that's like an original scene. I think it is. But, you know, it could have been, like, on the cutting room floor. Either way, it was great to see those two together on on screen again. You know, Brian, uh, Brian Cranston and, uh, you know, Aaron Paul, they both have, you know, great chemistry together on screen. Pardon the pun. Um, you know... Everything from the quippy dialogue, you know, of like, you know, you thought I didn't graduate high school, bitch? Like, you were serious about that? Um, you know, to, to like, Walt encouraging him to, to go to business school. You know, and then saying, like, you're extremely lucky, lucky for your age. Like, the entire, that entire scene was perfect. And it was exactly what we needed. And I know that some people are like disappointed that we didn't see more of, you know, Walter White in this movie. That we didn't see, you know, like either more flashbacks or, you know, there were some people that were theorizing that like Walter was somehow alive. Um, and I'll get to that in a sec. 
But I'm glad that we got that one scene. I felt that was a good scene, and and I, I'm glad that we got a, that we got like a, a good scene with Brian Cranston and uh, you know, Aaron Paul with Jesse and Walt. I'm glad that we got one good scene as opposed to multiple mediocre scenes. We got like a perfect scene, but we only got one, so that satisfies me. Uh, and we didn't need, need any more. Uh, now, regarding Walt being dead, I know that there were fans that were obviously disappointed. But did any of you guys honestly think that Walt was going to like somehow miraculously survive? Right? And that they were going to like, you know, like there were all these, you know, crazy like theories that like, Walt was alive and that they were secretly going to like, you know, have him go like undercover and like do all, like, no. Like, I don't think that Vince Gilligan would have used this to like relaunch Breaking Bad or something. Uh, you know, so like, in all honesty, I'm glad that we got the one scene with, uh, you know, Walt and Jesse together. And, uh, you know, like, the confirmation that Walter White is dead, for sure. I'm kind of glad that we got that, too. And I, I guess here's the point. Like, El Camino is Jesse's story, right? It's his saga of personal redemption. Breaking Bad was the... Okay, so with Better Call Saul, right, that series, I haven't seen all of it yet. I haven't seen the final season. But that story, like, documents the rise and fall and then kind of, like, mediocre rise of Jim and Miguel who becomes Saul Goodman, right? Better Call Saul is obviously, you know, Saul's story right? Breaking Bad is the rise and fall of Walter White. You know, it's it's the fall from grace of Walter White, the, the rise of Heisenberg, and the fall of Heisenberg and the ultimate tragedy of Walter White, right? Breaking Bad is Walt's story. So now... With El Camino. El Camino is the story of Jesse's redemption. Therefore, it was and should have been, and they did a good job of it, making that film all about Jesse and keeping it centered on Jesse. Right? So they did a perfect job of that. Um, you know, they, they kept the film focused on Jesse. They gave the fans what they wanted with Walt and with some of the other cameos, but they didn't bombard us. It was still Jesse's story ultimately. And I'm so glad that that was the case. So now with the ending of Jesse going to Alaska. Uh, 
you know, big spoiler, he ends up making it out. And uh, he he ends up going to Alaska and for presumably to start a new life. This was an ending that honestly, that's what surprised me the most. And I think it surprised a lot of people. And I know some people that were actually like upset by that ending. There were people that wanted Jesse to get like captured by the cops or, you know, like killed or something like that. Like they wanted to, they wanted it to kind of end like, you know, melancholy or, or kind of bittersweet, right? Like Breaking Bad did. But no. Jesse is actually the only character in the Breaking Bad universe, right? He starts off this whole whole entire series as, like, the lowest of the low, kind of like a scummy character. And yet, at the end, he's the one who ultimately get, gets redemption and, get a second, and gets, like, a second chance at life. You know, when everyone else kind of fell from grace and ended up dying. Now, you know, I know that there are some people that are, you know, are so used to, you know, Vince Gilligan's kind of, you know, the way that he makes everything tragic and kind of bittersweet. that They didn't like the fact that Jesse got a happy ending, right? But to be honest... That's exactly why that this happy ending was perfect, right? The fact that Jesse got a happy ending was perfect for the, for the film, right? Breaking Bad audiences, you know, and fans of Vince Gilligan's work in general, we are so used to seeing Vince Gilligan you know, write, like, tragic endings or write bittersweet endings that we almost kind of expect it from him, right? That's one of his things. And I remember him saying that he wanted to surprise people with this movie, right? And so I was sitting there at the end credits, like, wondering what to make of the ending... And right as I was thinking, I'm like, well, hmm, like, you know, that was an interesting choice. Uh, you know, Vince Gilligan said that he wanted to, like, you know, give, like, a, 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 a surprise ending. Like, I wonder, oh, that's what, like, as soon as I said that kind of in my head, like, I realized that that, that, that was... The surprise ending, right? We weren't expecting a happy ending for Jesse going into the movie. At least I wasn't. And everyone else I talked to that I know of wasn't really expecting like a happy ending for Jesse. So therefore, when we actually did get a happy ending for, you know, for Jesse, for one of the characters... 
of Breaking Bad, it was a surprise. And it was a well-earned surprise. And I feel that it was, you know, that it was also a well-deserved happy ending. You know, and I, I, I thought that that, you know, end scene with, uh, you know, Jesse and, um, you know, Jane, they didn't really make it clear whether that was a flashback or like a daydream that Jesse was having, but I felt that like that was perfect. Uh, you know, Kristen Ritter is a great actress and, uh, you know, even that in that one scene, she was phenomenal. So overall, ladies and gentlemen, I would just say that El Camino is a fantastic film, uh, especially considering that it's you know that it you know was made for Netflix. Uh, you know, Netflix really raised the bar. With this feature film, you know, I thought they're usually, you know, known for making pretty good, you know, serialized drama, dramas, right? Like, you know, a really good, like, cinematic original series, but this was one of their first, like, movie movies that I was real impressed with. So they, they did a really good um, job on it. Um,. You know, as far as, like, future Breaking Bad installments, um, to be honest, I am completely satisfied if this is the last property we get from the, that we get from the Breaking Bad franchise. In fact, I almost wish that we had gotten this you know, like five years ago, I, I wish that we had gotten this um, earlier instead of Better Call Saul. But, you know, we, we got it anyway, and it, it was still really good. So, uh, you know, once again, props to uh, Vince Gilligan and, you know, props to everyone who Works really hard. Props to Aaron, Aaron Paul and the entire, you know, cast and crew. You guys did an, an amazing job. And, you know, this movie is why I love film. Just in general. Why I love studying film and television and talking about it with, with you guys on this podcast. Um, it was a perfect conclusion to Breaking Bad. It kind of wrapped up the whole saga. If Vince Gogan wants to do more in, in the Breaking Bad saga, I'm sure he could, and I'm sure it would still be just as good to watch. But honestly, this was the perfect conclusion to a you know to a damn near perfect saga. If I were Vince Gogan personally. I would maybe, you know, like, finally put the pen down, like, close the, you know, cover on, like, the finished book, because, you know, like, you ended it perfectly, Vince. I can't, I couldn't think of a bad earning, personally. 
Sony, just overall outstanding. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as uh, I have. Uh, and let me know what you think of El Camino. Uh, I'm going to be doing a, a, a blog review of it soon, which I will announce details for that, uh, you know, shortly. That has something to do with what I'm working on with Matt Dallas. I'll, I'll tell you guys that much. But, um, you know, I hope you guys uh, enjoyed the movie as much as I do. And uh, if you're so inclined, folks, uh, we do have a, a kind of like a faux voicemail feature, you know, for the podcast. If you want to tap the, like, the link down below in the description of whatever, uh, you know, podcast feed, there should be a link to where you can leave a voicemail. Or else you can also go to uh, anchor.fm forward slash Whitfield Report, you know, just like you would to get the podcast feed. And there's also a uh, voicemail feature over there where you can, uh, you know, leave a voicemail for the show and let me know your opinions, uh, you know, for the for El Camino and for the Breaking Bad Saga. You can also... Email me through my website at thesamwhitfield.com and also, you know, tweet me at samw underscore ndc. And yeah, just let me know what you guys thought of this movie. I really liked it. I hope you guys uh, enjoyed it too. Let me know what you, th- what you think, fellow Breaking Bad fans. Uh, and anyway, I know that this review is kind of, you know, has kind of been long and rambling and long-winded and that's kind of what I do when I do solo reviews there was a lot to unpack and I think we did pretty good for an hour and I hope this kind of made up for uh you know missing a show on uh you know for missing a Saturday show um so anyway thanks for tuning in And uh, anyway, folks, I'll be back for sure on uh, Thursday. And uh, Jimmy and I, Jimmy finally got his uh, tech support issues fixed. So uh, I will be for sure having him on the show on this coming Saturday. um, For sure. Third time's a charm, right, folks? I'll see you guys on Thursday. Uh, Matt Dallas isn't confirmed yet, but I, you know, like I said, I could be having him on Thursday or I could be having him on a later date. Uh, you know, and I've also got like midterm exams this week too. So I'll be busy with that. But uh, anyway, I'll still try to provide content for you guys as much as possible. But anyway, folks, I want to thank you guys so very much for listening. Have a, uh, great West rest of your, uh, day or evening in the past, present, future hour, whenever you're listening to this. And uh, from all of us here at NGC Studios, God bless and God save this great nation. God freedom and legacy in that order. And uh, I will see you next time on the Whitfield Report. God bless. Hey there, folks. If you've made it this far to the end of the podcast, I'd like to thank you very much for listening to the show. 
you are the ones that make it possible for me to uh, make an income from podcasting, and I greatly appreciate that just by listening to our show. You are helping us gain ad revenue. However, if you would really like to uh, help support the show, I encourage you to please donate to the podcast and become a supporter of the show. You can head over to anchor.fm forward slash Whitfield Report and click the support this podcast button and uh, choose the amount that suits you to support the show. Or you can click the link in the show notes and it will directly uh, take you to that page. If you can support the podcast, I really, really appreciate that. Anything that you can do to uh, help out is greatly appreciated. Even if you can't afford to uh, help financially support the podcast, I encourage you to please go on iTunes uh, or Apple Podcasts or Stitcher and please leave this podcast a positive five-star review. That really helps us out here at the Whitfield Report. Thank you for listening and I'll see you next episode.